0: Curtis Lewa, Curtis Lewa, Riffin' Reed, check this out, this is the Riffin' Reed, featuring Curtis Lewa, Talking
1: about-
0: now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC, and
1: Curtis Lewa, this is the Rip and Reed, ah!
0: What a disaster in Long Island, Nassau and Suffolk. Nassau County gave us George Santos, who won't go away. And yesterday in Suffolk County, the start of low-income housing. But Kathy Crimeway of swore that it'll actually cause people to want to leave New York City where they live and come work in Patchogue. nonsense. And of course, the disaster of an $11 billion boondoggle project that just was kickbacks for all the elected officials. From 2008 to 2023, you know what I'm talking about the East Side Access. Oh, opened up with a lot of pomp and circumstance by Kathy Crimewave Holcomb. You know, in Grand Central, with there was really no need for this link at all. And then all of a sudden, since Monday, the official grand opening day, total gosh As all of a sudden, people have been running at Jamaica Station to try to catch their links. Almost no service on the Long Island Railroad to Atlantic Avenue. Bypassing the most dangerous station on the line, the East New York drop-off point. But almost absolutely no service there. And if you want to catch the link, you got to basically jump over from tracks one, two, and three over to tracks nine, ten, and eleven. You're out of breath. It is absolutely unacceptable. But this is typical of the MTA money taking agency. They want to take your money, take, 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 and give you nothing in return. They give you Ugats, they give you Ajita. And they give you a pup kiss. And here it is. Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb is nothing more. We're going to add a new nickname to her, Calamity Crime Wave Kathy Holcomb, who happened to be in Suffolk County yesterday and was oblivious to the complaints of the many riders of the Long Island Railroad who thought that this East Side Access link, eleven billion $11 million spent out of tax dollars from 2008 to 2023 to be feather bedded in and this was their response
2: now i'm trying to drive um because i don't ever know if i'm gonna make it on time or not
0: they actually changed my track three times which results in people racing up and down escalators and stairs and overcrowding.
2: It just felt like there were too many trains, too many extra stops. A lot of congestion at uh, Jamaica, so it was 15 minutes longer because it's a lot of stops and there's a lot of people that have to get on the train and off the train. The locals are always taking longer.
0: So total chaos on the platforms of the LIRR, an extra rush hour each day, according to the commuters, and. $11 billion later, this was supposed to make life easier for the commuters. Not. Meantime, taking a victory lap was Kathy Crime Wave Hocum, surrounded by the Staten Island County Executive alone. Thank God he's term limited Out. Thank God he's leaving. Because they were dancing the horror and the tarantella talking about how new low-income housing is going to really put Patchogue on the map. Patchogue, as if this is a destination, as if people living in New York City are going to want to jump on that Long Island Railroad and run out to Patchogue in order to work a job. Listen to Calamity, Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb.
2: The fact that you have access one hour from here to Grand Central Station is extraordinary. And that just adds to the quality of life, the opportunity for people to work elsewhere but live here or to live there and work here. The reverse commuting opportunities. And so having the Long Island Railroad here is something that is just a jewel.
0: Did you realize that all of a sudden Patchogue has become the New Hamptons? At least according to the Catholic Crime Wave Holcomb? And she's talking about building new housing. Remember, she wants 800,000 new homes in the next decade uh, without respecting any local zoning uh, regulations. And it'll be mostly low-income housing. But she talks about how this is going to be just a boom for Patchogue, putting it right on the map.
2: It's because if you don't grow, you stagnate. When you stagnate, you die. And that's what can happen in communities that don't embrace the opportunity to say, guess what? People want to be here. The employers want to be here. Businesses want to come here. But where are the employees going to live? We've created so many more jobs than ever before. But we've not kept pace with building the housing. And communities, large and small, all have a capacity to just grow a little bit more. Some want to grow big. Some want to keep their small character. I understand that. And they should. They should. But we have to open up the doors so we can get people to be able to live here.
0: No, no, because you know what she's talking about, cold language, the illegal aliens. Remember how they flooded into uh, Hempstead, Central Islip, Brentwood, the Danch, Wine Danch, and even Hampton Bay? Yeah, they're the ones who are going to be flooding it. What is this? Woman is completely delusional. And then she guarantees that once she builds these low-income housing units in Patchogue, the New Hamptons of Long Island, there won't be a unit unrented.
2: And I guarantee there will not be a single empty unit, whether it's condos, market-rate condos, whether you put in townhouses there, whether you put in housing that's affordable for people. There is such demand, such demand for this. And I've seen fabulous examples of that right here on Long Island. I brag about what you've done here in places like Patchogue and Ronkonkoma and Wyandanch.
0: But she can't even pronounce Ronkonkoma. Oh, lady, please don't try. I mean, the exodus, the mad rush out in Assaw and Suffolk County continues because of the property taxes, which are raising to be able to send the illegal alien kids to the local public schools. The quality of life is not where it needs to be, and people have continued their exodus to Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, especially Florida, Texas, Tennessee, and parts unknown. This is calamity, crime wave, Kathy Hochul. Meantime, we look at Yonkers. Yonkers, which was uh, voted the... uh, Friendliest city in the tri-state area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The friendliest, most affable, uh, the hospitality city in the tri-state area. The worst, obviously, Newark, New Jersey. The second worst, New York City. But somehow, some way, Yonkers muscled its way into the top categories of affability, friendliness, and a service-oriented community. And I saw that because... I saw this uh, this press release. In fact, our own Crackerjack uh, News Director here, oh, gnome <laughs> Laden was bragging about how the fact that down on South Broadway, which has experienced a phenomenal increase in crimes, shoplifting, and boosting in the stores, sixty percent increase, that the Yonkers Police Department is going to put undercover units sitting in undercover cars in the parking lots, of retail establishments, and somehow that's going to cause the shoplifters and boosters to leave? Are they out of their minds? And by the way, think of it. You have a situation where that's where Senate Majority Leader Cousins, Stewart, represents that area. She's, she's for no cash bail. She's for helping the criminals, not the cops. So even if you bust the shoplifters in Yonkers, even if you have the undercover police officers and undercover squad cars in the parking lots of the retail establishments where you've had an increase, 60 percent increase of shoplifting and bo- boosting, they're just going to be released and come back into the streets and they'll be roaming up and down South Broadway. Speaking of Sano's, as you know, the mayor there, Joe Sano, uh, had been a Republican, flipped the script to become uh, excuse me, a Democrat, in order to become the mayor of the city of Yonkers, comes from a long line of Sano's, I think 16 in total. In fact, the mother, Josephine Sano, uh, was having a difficulty uh, having any children at first. I think she had two twin sons who unfortunately died soon after a miscarriage. And so she believed in the power of faith and prayer and went to uh, St. Gerard's, the patron saint, of expectant mothers and motherhood, and prayed and prayed and prayed along with her uh, husband. And guess what? She had 16 children, all of them who had been Republicans. And then all of a sudden, one, the mayor of Yonkers decided, I can't get elected a Republican, I become a Democrat. But the reason that I mentioned the Sanos and their legacy and the fact that Yonkers has been uh, nominated as the most affable city in our tri-state area, I find that difficult to believe, is that with Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, who is now in the throes of being calamity, uh, Kathy Holcomb, pushing to have 800,000 um, uh, actually low-income housing units built throughout the state of New York, slowly but surely, Step by step, I return to about 1988, 1990. Some of you probably remember. The Morton Downey Jr. show, of which I made many appearances at Channel 9. The Superstation WWOR in Secaucus. He was on every night, Monday through Friday. Whole, oh, so many people watched. And I never remember I was there because Hank Spallone, who had been the mayor, Originally, a cop at the 5-2 precinct in Machula Parkway had gone up there to do battle with Judge Leonard Sands, who had been appointed by Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter was still in hospice in Plains, Georgia. And Judge Leonard Sands was living out in the very exclusive Pound Ridge. Not far from the love check in Chappaqua, the whitest suburb in America with the highest income, where even the lawn jockeys are white for Hillary and Bill Clinton. But from his home in Pound Ridge, he wrote a decision to force low-income housing on Yonkers. And I remember many Yonkers residents stood with their mayor at the time, Hank Spillone, the former cop of the 5-2 precinct in the Bronx, and they said a thousand times no, a thousand times no. And yet, the power of the federal judiciary overruled them, and you saw what happened to Yonkers. And I'm not just talking about Schlobein Projects, Getty Square, Nodine Hill, Mumford Gardens, which is no longer there, but just a total change of the makeup—from uh, higher income to lower income to no income—to the fact that so many people have fled uh, Yonkers. Like the place said, "Lost in Yonkers." So many people found their way out, and they've never returned. So let me just say, we've seen what forced housing, low-income housing, does to a community in Yonkers, courtesy of that who Judge Leonard Sands of Pound Ridge in Westchester years ago. And we can't afford to see it again. And there ain't no way in the world, Kathy, calamity, crime wave, Holcomb, that Patch is going to become the New Hamptons out in Suffolk County because of your forced low-income housing that you're pushing into the neighborhoods there. Talking about this is the Riffin Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. When all measures fail, ladies and gentlemen, always distract your audience. And that's what Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, is doing as this city continues to slide into the abyss. Here it is, uh, Eric Adams doubled down on his call that there be prayer in school because prayer in school will make it so that young men, young women will not want to bring their toolies and nine millimeters fully loaded into class.
1: I would not be the mayor of the city of New York. If it wasn't that God saw something in me, ha! I am the most imperfect, most perfectly imperfect human being. I am here, not because I'm the smartest, not because I'm the brightest. I'm here. Because in all my heart, I believe that it's the Esther 4 and 14th moment. God made me for such a time like this.
0: God made him for such a time like this. This guy's crazy. So that means God had a personal conversation with Eric Adams and wouldn't answer my calls. I, I love these guys. It was Bush 43 saying he had a personal conversation with God. I guess God forgot to tell him there are no weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, right? And then Ted Cruz insisted that the reason he ran for president in 2016 was that God had commanded him to do so. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Sure, he did. And now we got Eric Adams hiding behind being a holy roller and says that the quote, Esther 414, which almost nobody really knows what it means. So I had Mastonian Phil look it up. And here's what it says, for if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Royal position. This guy thinks he's a king, like they all do. Remember, do as I say, not as I do. This is unbelievable. Uh, do I have my Gregorian chant here? Padre Filius Spiritu Santum. I believe that Eric Adams will be joining all of you, uh, the Irish, you, Lou, and everybody else out there, at the annual St. Patrick's Day parade, which starts the month-long St. Patrick's Day processions. I'll be out there briefly, because then I have to return at WABC. I'll be following the leprechauns with a shillelagh, hoping to find a pot of gold. But no doubt, I can imagine Eric Adams, he'll declare himself to be black Irish, will say, you know, if if there were prayer in nearby Far Rockaway High School, which is crime-ridden at the start of the day, none of the homies would be bringing their guns in from the Edgemere projects, Auburn projects, and Redfern, right? Yeah, yeah, you believe that. You believe that. And then all of a sudden, Eric Adams decided that he would start his Q&A with the reporters. A silent prayer.
1: Just wanted to say a silent prayer so God can give me the patience to, <laughs> to answer these questions. <laughs> what, is, what is this guy always laughing? I mean, always laughing.
0: Serious issues, right? Oh, God. And then, remember, he was in Times Square, serious, very serious uh, press conference about the deterioration, the gunfire, the slashings, the drugs, everything that would keep the tourists away. And remember, out of nowhere, in
1: the middle of a serious press conference. Because I smell some weeds. Someone is smoking. <laughs> Someone is smoking. <laughs> God,
0: reveal your spirit to Forgive him. He knows not what he laughs. God, whoever God is up there. I don't want to offend everybody. And then remember, remember how Goofy used to laugh? Remember Goofy? I'm thinking back to my cartoon watching days, that Goofy laugh and that Eric Adams laugh conflated.
1: (laughs) He'll outdoors. Something wrong here.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a bit of a goofball. And then all of a sudden, to back up his demand that there be prayer in school, as if a prayer a day will keep the guns, the crime, and the dysfunction away, he talked about our dollar bill.
1: You no, know, I didn't talk about uh, prayers in school. You know, there there are clear rules about uh, prayers in school. It had nothing to do. I, I don't have the power to change that. I just gave you my belief, my belief. Uh, this is a country where on our dollar bill, bills we say, in God we trust.
0: That's right, and that's what all politicians, Democrats or Republicans live by They want the dollars out of your hard-earned wallet and pocketbooks. The battle cry for Democrats and Republicans was first stated by Eric Adams when he was sworn into office as a state senator in Albany many, many years ago.
1: Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about.
0: And then in his fake, phony, fraudulent, fagazy way, Eric Adams is talking about his holistic, homeopathic lifestyle, which makes him so malleable, so open to criticism, and most importantly, the line of cross-examination, the inquisition that he says comes from reporters in the Fourth Estate.
1: When I get up and do my prayers and do my breathing and do my meditation, uh, it never dawned on y'all why I'm so patient with all of you? Patient?
0: I remember on a trip in which he went with his tin cup in his hand to Holmany and met with his very dear amigos, Democratic amigos, who have ripped off the taxpayers. That crook, Carl Hasty, who is the Speaker of the Assembly, who replaced... I'm in Roth, A.K.A. Meyer Lansky, A.K.A. Sheldon Silver. Thank God he went straight to hell without an asbestos suit. And then, of course, cousin Stewart, the majority leader in the state senate. You know, he said he would be able to he would be able to convince them that no cash bail has to be changed if we are to recapture a sense of law and order. And he came back with Ugats. He came back with bupkis. And then he broke wild on the McWhitie Whitey press
1: corps. This unknown source, I'm a black man, that's the mayor. But my story has been interpreted by people that don't look like me. We got to be honest about that. How many blacks are in the editorial boards? How many blacks are determined how these stories are being written?
0: So whenever he gets criticized by the predominantly McWhitey-Whitey press corps, he hides behind his color. His complexion is his protection, and he breaks wild on them, and he bullies them, and guess what? They're nerdy, they're schmendricks, they're pishers. They just fold like cheap cameras. And so he got hysterical the other day because he was talking about separation of church and state, which is a key part of our democratic principles as written into the words that have guided us by Thomas Jefferson and the founding fathers. And I guess uh, that's why they took Thomas Jefferson out of the chambers of the New York city council for decades. He had been there. I guess they don't want a separation of church and state. I, I don't know. Whoa, 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 whoa. Separation of church and state. What's the church of the DSA? the house of Marxism and Leninism. I'm very confused. Let me know what you're talking about, Eric.
1: Tell me about no separation of church and state. State is the body. Church is the heart. You take the heart out of the body, the body dies. (laughs) I can't separate my belief because I'm an elected official. When I walk, I walk with God. When I talk, I talk with God. When I speak, Put policies in place, I put them in with a godlike approach to them.
0: But what happens when you go to the Club Zero Bond at night? You're almost always there until the break of dawn. It's very ungodly there, Eric. Does God stop at the front door because it's a private club and whatever happens in Club Zero Bond stays in Club Zero Bond? That's why people join private clubs. They do blow a lot of cocaine. They're prostitutes. They're hookers. There's fornication. There's copulation. It's like uh, it's like uh, decadence and debauchery at a premium level, like Caligula. That's why they have private clubs. And the mayor goes in. I guess he leaves God on the outside because it's very ungodly inside. And then when he comes on back out. To jump in his SUV with his 10 police bodyguards, minus Bernard, his brother, who's living in Canarsie, setting up a consulting firm. Ha, ha, ha. A consulting firm. So if you want to do business with Eric Adams, Swagger Man with no plan, you just go to his brother Bernard now who's parking cars in Virginia Commonwealth. Was uh, on his security detail to protect him from white supremacists who were not there. And now he's setting up a consulting firm so that if you want to get wine dined and pocket lined, <laughs> you want to wine dine and pocket lined the mayor and his cronies, you got to go through his brother Bernard and Kadasi. Oh my God. Talk about no transparency. And the McWhitey Whiteys uh, in the press court, they don't seem to at all mind any of that. But let's talk about. His basic premise, which was that if we put prayer back in school at the start of the school day, it'll eliminate the gunslingers who come in, the thugs and thuggets, and create mayhem.
1: When we took prayers out of schools, guns came into schools.
0: I don't know the last time that Eric Adams man with No Plan has been in a homeroom of a local public school. It doesn't have to be the worst public school. It doesn't have to be the best public school. But he should go into a homeroom. And your typical homeroom sounds like a scene out of a Cheech and Chong comedy bit.
2: Good morning, class. Good morning.
0: You really thank you.
2: Think as you know
0: think you're you. gonna get the attention of the students in that class, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. Do you really think you're gonna get members of the UFT Union of Failed Teachers to even do a prayer? By the way, the other day Rabbi Joe Potasnik was here and I said, Rabbi, when you do public events now, it used to be traditionally there would be a prayer by a, a Christian minister or maybe a priest, and then uh, the rabbi. I said, how many prayers are said by how many people now before an official event takes place? He says anywhere from seven to eight different prayers. It could be to Krishna. It could be to Buddha. uh, It could be to Hashem. It could be to Jesus Christ. uh, It could be to a tree. uh, It could be to a frog. He goes at least seven different prayers. I said, what are we going to have that in class? And somehow that is going to deter... Um thugs and thuggets from bringing in their toolies to school and creating mayhem. They don't even have them doing the Star Spangled Banner any longer, the national anthem. There's total chaos in homeroom. Half the students don't even show up for homeroom. What the hell is Eric Adams talking about? Don't digress. Don't try to distract Eric Adams, your public school system under your chancellor of the DOE, Department of Education, dumbest organization ever, is in freefall and chaos, and it's not going to be saved by imposing prayer in the classroom. It's the Rip and Read Talking about- featuring Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC.
2: NYC,
0: spectacular! Now here's the Sid wrap-up. Oi!
1: What they do? They smile in your face all the time. They wanna take your place. The backstabbers, backstabbers, is smiling in your face all the time. They wanna take your place.
0: That's right, Sid. Having appeared with him again as I do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at seven oh five, I reminded him. The Ides of March are upon him, March 15th. You remember the story, Julius Caesar and the Senate, uh, Senators of Rome. And they took their long swords and their shivs, and they stabbed him repeatedly. And then Caesar said, A hey too, Brutus? <laughs> Listen to one of the callers to the Greg Kelly Show, who gave us, uh, an idea of what might happen here, Lou and Macedonia and Phil, on the morning of March 15th. The Ides of March are upon you, Sid. Francis in Long Island, hi. Greg, I want to tell you something. You, Curtis Slewa and Giuliani are the best talents over there at WABC. All right. All right. Thank you pretty intense there, I want to tell you something else. All right, Wow, 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 wow. The three of you should be promoted to the morning show. Uh, thank Monday you. through Friday. All right, Francis. Goodbye. That's right. Beware, Sid Rosenberg. Watch your back. Watch your back from Rudy. Naturally, you know me and Greg Kelly. And then all of a sudden, there was a love fest. Sid and Corey Zelnick. Uh, doing the work of Eric Adams, trying to promote the fact that the city is back, the city is back, the city is back. Long live the city is back. I was down on New York and, uh, you know, talking badly about New York. And look, let me tell you something. I'm still thrilled to death that I live in Queens and Rockaway, but I'm really enjoying this specific time living in Battery Park more than the hotel on 33rd and Park with my son, and going to the Garden with you Wednesday, and Pete Thursday, and around town, dinner, lunch. I think you're right. I I feel at least, I feel at least, above and beyond the fact that Knicks and the Rangers are good, like New York is coming back. No, I... uh, look. We know how much I've said it. Yeah, I, we know how much you've beat pounded me. We're back. We're really back. Oh, we are really ba- back. At this point, we're back. <laughs> and, 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 and we're not and, coming back. We're back. No, we're back. <laughs> and and, and you know, believe it or not, what Curtis has to say every now and again has merit. It's still scary that there's a German Shepherd outside that CVS and other places. Um, but there's action. Yeah, and I tell Corey yelling, "Like what about the corner of Forty Ninth and Lexington? It's all abandoned." And he told me after the show that, oh, they're moving in, a uh, new owner of the hotel. I, I said, what, to house more illegal aliens? He said, oh, well, look, all the hotels are filled. I said, Corey, 82 hotel, motel, Holiday and Expresses are filled with illegal aliens that are costing us. The taxpayers 4000000000 billion. Don't digress, Corey. Get out of here because Corey takes Sid and his son in his stretch limo to and from the garden. They think the, the city is back. They just have no street sense. And then the guy with Street Sense was born in Patterson, New Jersey, grew up in the projects, went to East Patterson High School, went on to become the correctional uh, commissioner, and had Rikers in check with twenty thousand inmates. And then went on to become the police commissioner for my buddy Chief Rudy Giuliani. He straightened uh sit out this morning. But but I wanna I wanna mention one thing, Sid. I was listening to you earlier when you were talking to Curtis and you were talking about civics, civics in the classroom, you know, saying, you know, singing the national anthem, the Pledge of Allegiance, you know, having kids, you know, even even the prayer stuff. All that stuff is gone, man. It's gone out of the schools and it's diminishing the kids. Absolutely. You see, he put the full package together, the civics. If children are not taught about government, the importance of our Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the founding fathers, the basis of the country, they're not going to care about wanting to get involved in the political process. And to be honest with you, the Democrats and the Republicans prefer it that way. Because they have their own little private club. That's why I tell you never trust any politicians. Not Democrats, not Republicans. Reagan said trust but verify. I say verify and then trust. And then, of course, there is my mission of late, which is to get Phil Dixon, a.k.a. Macedonia Phil, fired. So I'm sitting with all the suits, the markers, right? I'm sitting with Chad, Emily, HR, and we're luring in your guy, Macedonian Phil, into the Wait a the second. Room. Why were you in an HR meeting with Emily and Chad and the big bosses? Because I'm trying to get Phil whacked. Oh, it wasn't for you. You're trying to get my guy Phil fired. Yes, yes, yes. Get him whacked. And you know who wouldn't leave that meeting? He said, I'm not leaving this meeting. Is Lou? Lou said, I will not allow Phil to be in here. I got to represent the team in the morning. He says, I know what Curtis is going to try to do to Phil Macedonia. And, oh, my God, what a loyal guy Lou proved to be. He would not leave that. No, you didn't leave uh, Macedonia Phil hanging. But I'm not going to leave you hanging out in the Rockaways, the Irish Riviera. I'll be out there early. I got to return to be with Anthony Weiner left versus right. But I'll be at the start on the annual St. Patrick's Day parade. But will Mr.
1: Bell Harbor, Sid Rosenberg, be there? Not.